Chapter fifty of the Goddess of Atvatabar by William Richard Bradshaw. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nigel Fisher. I visit Leone in Kalnagur. I hastily opened the dispatch, which read as follows: His Majesty King Aldmeri Bulmakar of Atvatabar wishes to inform His Excellency Lexington White, Commander in Chief of the Insurrectionary Army mobilised in Kioram, that Her Holiness Leone, late goddess of Atvatabar, has been tried before a full conclave of the Barodomy on the charge of sacrilege, apostasy and insurrection. Her Holiness has been found guilty and is now under sentence of death. His Majesty, of merciful intent, wishes it to be known that he will pardon Her Holiness on this condition, viz. that the insurrectionary army lays down its arms forthwith, and the Waleels separate and depart to their respective abodes, that His Excellency, the Commander-in-Chief, and his generals surrender themselves to His Majesty as prisoners of war, to be tried and punished as military law dictates, this surrender to include that of the Admiral of the Fleet and the ships under his command. On no other condition whatever will mercy be extended to Her Holiness, and should this offer be temporised with or rejected, nothing can save the late goddess from the sword of justice. Dictated in the palace in Kalnagur in the twenty-fifth year of His Majesty's reign, Aldmeri Bulmakar. The King's communication was received with a sensation of contempt and dismay. The thought of surrender was in itself preposterous, but when we thought that our rebellion would drive a sword into the heart of Leone, the awful idea struck us dumb with horror. The king possessed our proudest and most precious soul as a hostage, and he was cowardly enough to sacrifice her as his most deadly blow to the insurrection. The crisis was appalling. Shall we, I cried, continue the fight, now that we know it is our queen we fight against, that it is our arms that will murder her? We certainly do not murder her, said Hushnoli, and yet this unexpected crisis paralyses me. The king will not dare to murder the queen, said the grand sorcerer, and if he does, the sorcerer suddenly checked himself. The mere contemplation of such an event was overpowering, yet he seemed, of all others, the most composed. His eyes shone with a strange fire that I had not hitherto noticed. I am satisfied, said Governor Laldemir, that unless we lay down our arms and submit ourselves to his mercy, which means death to everyone here, the fate of the queen is sealed. I think, said the High Priestess Zulisoas, that His Excellency, the Commander-in-Chief, should, if possible, obtain an order from the King permitting him to visit Her Majesty and advise her of the entire facts of the situation, and then act as she commands. If she asks us to lay down our arms and surrender ourselves as the price of her liberty, there is none, I think, who would be so faithless as to refuse. And I, said the Grand Sorceress, approve of your proposal. I am willing to surrender myself to save the life of the late Goddess." We are all willing to be sacrificed ourselves if need be, shouted the entire council, with generous and chivalrous enthusiasm. I will go, said I, and see Leone as you propose, and upon her decision will depend our future action. A courier was immediately dispatched under a flag of truce to the palace at Kalnagur, with the message that before His Majesty's communication could be replied to, the commander-in-chief of the army of the late goddess desired to have an interview with Her Majesty to decide upon a final answer thereto, and to request a royal passport, not only admitting him to the presence of Leone in the fortress at Kalnagur, but also permitting his safe return to Kioram. I fear, said Hushnoli, the queen herself may be so confident in the success of her cause that she will overlook any danger to herself. It would be a signal success to save her without our own surrender, but that is impossible until we defeat the royal army. What say you, grand sorcerer, said I, do you think my mission will be successful as regards the life of Leone? I have already foreseen this crisis, said he, but I believe the end will be triumphant. His Majesty, in reply to my dispatch, sent me a royal passport that admitted me to the fortress to converse with Leone, and which would protect me until my return to Kioram. 
tell her majesty said the grand sorcerer not to fear the king that we will save her even should she nobly disdain to accept our surrender for her life how do you propose to save her life in case she forfeits it i eagerly inquired i cannot tell you he replied for occult knowledge can only be apprehended by the initiated every great reform requires its martyr and it may be that the queen will be our martyr no matter what we do an audible groan escaped from the lips of all was it possible that even should we surrender we could not save the life of our adorable leader and that to surrender would involve all in a common ruin was there ever in human history so great a crisis i began to doubt the sorcerer's knowledge of the future at the same time i felt that he alone could guide us in that hour of peril sorcerer i cried for the love of leone for the glory of our cause tell me what to do what shall i say to the queen how shall i advise her to act for her own safety as well as ours do not advise at all said he let the queen act for herself and that will be the best solution of the difficulty but should she insist on sacrificing herself where would be our triumph the triumph will be assured said he although to win our cause will require the greatest sacrifice to be made i began to think that leone and the sorcerer understood each other and that her life would in any case be saved from the violence of death and taking this hopeful view of the situation i departed for kalnagur escorted by flathootly and the astronomer as we swept towards the metropolis of atvatbar i wondered if i would be permitted to make the journey in safety was the passport of the king but a ruse de guerre to entrap me i noticed here and there as we neared the city detachments of the royal whaleels some suspended in the air and others being drilled in globular masses in anticipation of the coming struggle when within ten miles of kalnagur a party of scouts intercepted us who demanded to see our passports the leader examined the royal decree with great minuteness and only allowed us to proceed with apparent reluctance i had reason to fear treachery as i had but lately fought my way out of the country at length arriving above the royal fortress we rapidly descended to the courtyard and inquired for the governor with what feelings of excitement i awaited my interview with leone in what state would i find her and how would she solve the riddle a destiny that seemed impossible of solution the governor accompanied by his armed staff approached me declaring how glad he was to be able to permit an interview with leone his manner was altogether too suspiciously cheerful and his bodyguard surrounded us closely i hastened to assure the governor that my visit was made under the protection of the king and showed him the royal decree i have come i said to have an interview with her majesty upon the crisis and that being accomplished the royal mandate will secure me a free departure to kioram you can certainly see the ex-goddess said the governor but you have no right to address her as her majesty for such a title is high treason to their majesties the king and queen of atvatbar as to your being free to leave the fortress again i must confer with his majesty in that matter as you are my prisoner until the king commands your release was this a plot to capture me i was too anxious to see leone to think of my own safety just then and requested the governor to lead me at once to her apartments follow me said the governor leading the way into the fortress we passed along corridor after corridor until we arrived at a heavy gate of bronze which the governor himself unlocked we thereupon entered a spacious antechamber severely furnished with large oaken benches on the marble floor i requested flathootly and the astronomer remain in the antechamber while i passed through another door unlocked for me by the governor i found myself alone in a spacious and finely decorated apartment the gilded cage of leone there were luxurious couches and receptacles for books and painted tapestries on the walls and in the centre of the floor stood an aquarium the home of strange animals and plants from which rose a vase of gold that held a bouquet of the rarest flowers the floor was covered with a semi-metallic carpet resembling linoleum i sat down to await the coming of leone 
Presently, the embroidered tapestry concealing the entrance to another chamber was moved aside, and the pale and breathless figure of Leone stood before me. She came toward me, robed in a loose white silk gown. Her arms were outstretched, and her face wore an air of indescribable nobility and tenderness. I rushed forward and caught the glorious figure in my arms. It was fitting that our holiest emotions should at first find expression in a mutual deluge of kisses and tears. End of chapter 50